Hey, this is Chelsea Perry. Welcome to Tame the Circus Brain. Hey, today I want to talk about boundaries. I have been working on developing boundaries in my life for mm, seven years, maybe. And it's one of those things that is an ongoing process for me. And what exactly is a boundary? I guess the obvious way to say it is it's a line where it marks territory. And for me, I'm the type of person that loves to take care of the people around me. It's a strength and a weakness. And so I have been working really hard to build guidelines in my life where I can take care of myself and people don't cross a certain boundary threshold. So this is something that I'm still working on. I will give a physical boundary. Like for example, if something comes up and I just know that I don't have the energy for it, I can't do it, it's not healthy, it's better for the other person ultimately to do it, uh, I will say, listen, I can't do it. But then emotionally, I am completely torn up by that boundary. I feel guilty. I feel like, man, I'm not really the kind person that I am in my heart. And that is so ridiculous because actually boundaries, I believe, make us healthy. I've heard the saying, fences make good neighbors. And it's really true. Like having that definitive line around my property really helps clarify things when a tree falls or whatever's going on, it makes it really clear where the edge of my property and territory ends and where theirs begins. And I believe in our relationships, boundaries are something that's extremely healthy. For years, I worked with youth, a lot of middle schoolers and teenagers hands-on. I still am involved in the next generation of leadership. I, I dedicate a lot of my life to that. But there was a season that I was very hands-on with about 200 uh, young people. And in the beginning, I really wanted to be the cool leader that had no rules. It was so fun for me to be like, of course you can. Like, man, I'm so cool. You're so cool. We're all so cool together. And then quickly I realized that's not working for me because the closer the boundary is to me, they just sort of run all over me. And I thought it was really a cool decision, but it actually wasn't beneficial to the people that I was serving. And so I quickly learned to place a boundary and then they loved the clarity of knowing what's wrong and right and what the rules are. And it was fascinating to watch because psychologically I thought that it would be cooler if I was the cool big sister type. And really they wanted the authority of saying, hang on, this is right and this is wrong. And there wasn't guesswork. And that was a fascinating experiment. I didn't even do it on purpose to watch a social, you know, scientific experiment. I just was kind of going with the flow and watching the way I was learning how to lead that group. And so that was a lesson I've never forgotten. Now I'm a lot more clear with my expectations because something I've learned is somebody can't be in trouble if they don't meet an unspoken expectation. I believe that you have to make your expectations very clear and then you can say, hey, I wanted this done by Friday and you didn't turn it in and therefore there was this ripple effect and that's a bummer. What happened or whatever? Instead of everything being so light and airy and really a people pleaser and wanting everybody to like me and all those things and just, I am kind of laid back. Honestly, I'm my personality 
I'm not really into rules. That's like one of the hardest parts of my life is enforcing rules and enforcing boundaries because that's not my way. I, I don't have an initial instinct of being a kindergarten teacher uh, personality. And I have friends that are very driven by rules and everything is expectation management. And for me, I'm just sort of like, eh, I love them. I cover people, you know, and that's a weakness. It's a strength, but it's also a weakness. And so I have to, for the sake of the person, keep a boundary uh, maintained. And, and really, like in our normal lives, it's so hard when people come and take from you all the time and then we're mad at them. But listen, really, nobody can take something you don't give. And so even though people are in a line like they're coming to get their Girl Scout cookies or whatever. It's like, next, next, I'm taking from you, taking from you, taking from you. I'm definitely learning the art of saying no, but not only saying no externally, but saying no internally. Because every time I say no, I still am feeling really guilty that I'm not delivering. But you know what this is? It's conditional love. It's that I am wanting to earn love by performing correctly for people. And that is not unconditional love. And that's not what I want in my life. I don't want to set that up. I don't want to placate to that anymore. And so I've been working overtime trying to strategically place boundaries and follow up with them and then be free from whatever it is that I knew I couldn't get entangled with and not feel guilty when people bring it back and they tell you how busy they are in a whiny voice and all the things. It's like, listen, I for the greater good, like for example, right now I'm preparing to enter into something that's going to take a lot of effort, a lot of energy, and I am working to restore my reserves and so that I have plenty in my savings account with my energy, with my marbles, with all of my self that I can show up strong and have plenty more so that when I go into this next thing, I'm ready and I've been intentional. And I'm literally having to say, okay, somebody I love has a birthday coming up. I can do one thing with them because, you know, we're celebrators. So we love really doing it right for probably a weekend of real celebration. But I would love to be, normally I'm the first to come, the last to leave. I've got the confetti. Don't worry. I'll bring the balloons. You know, my family's like that. We love really honoring and celebrating life. But I'm forecasting this weekend going, okay, I know that I can only do one of these things. So I've got to choose wisely where I'm going to put my effort and energy because I see what's ahead. And I used to never think like this. You know, when you could stay out till four in the morning and show up to your class at eight in the morning and you're like rolling in, what up? Like you can't even feel it. Okay. That is no longer my life. I can definitely feel it. And looking back, I think I could feel it then, but the pain of lack of sleep just didn't matter to the joy that the hanging out with my friends brought. And so that kind of adventurous life I still love, but I feel responsible for the lives attached to me and I choose them. I choose them. And so because of that, I put myself in a position where I can do better for them. And so I believe that's the difference. But boundaries really actually are a benefit to everybody involved. I know of a parent that was trying really hard to just accommodate their kids, set them up to win, give them the best childhood that they could. And that was defined as pretty much doing whatever the kids wanted. And they read the, a book about this called Boundaries. 
And they quickly changed, realizing that they were doing no good for them long term, but it was just to make them really the the parent feel good about themselves and them have a feel good of like, man, I'm an awesome mom giving my kid what they want. But ultimately what the kid wants is boundaries. The kid doesn't know that they want boundaries, but that's what I've learned the hard way. And I am so thankful for that lesson in my life. And, you know, I work really hard to do good to the ones around me and to be good and all those things. But it's not defined as people pleasing, like really some of the best things we can do is make other people grow. And okay, listen, this has been a big subject in my life. When I step out of a role that I'm no longer allowed to be in, as emotionally trying as that has been, that leaves room for the person that is now supposed to do that to be able to grow. And there was a season where after I was working with all these middle schoolers and high schoolers who now are a big part of my current team, which is amazing. I didn't ever think that that would happen. And it's happened and it's it's amazing. It's really an honor and one of the great joys of my life. So I have learned every time I'm tempted to run back in and save the day or so to speak, because it's not necessarily saving the day really, but coming in and, and I know how to do this. I'm great at it. What happens is it leaves no room for the person that's supposed to do it now to do it. And it's painful to watch somebody grow in a role that you're really good at because you know exactly what to do and it would be so much faster if you could just do it yourself. But I've learned this through years of suffering. (laughs) I mean, this is a legit, I come by this with very legit pain. And I am so thankful to have learned this lesson on your behalf. If I move out of the way, And there is a season of mentoring. There's a season of me coaching, guiding. And normally how I do that is I try to teach people the reason behind it, the way I think. I don't do tasks. This happens, so we do this. I do, this is happening, so this is why I made this decision. Because I believe if you could teach people how you think, then in any kind of situation that comes up, they might not do it exactly the way you do it, but they know the reason behind it so they can get to a very similar conclusion even if they take their own way. Because I don't micromanage. I My team, the way that we work and thrive the best, it's like, this is where we're going, figure out how to get there. And if they want help, if they want direction, if they want to talk it through with me of how I would do it, we do. But most of the time, I found that I hire really hard workers. I hire people that are self-motivated and really can manage themselves. And then I coach them and I say, these are our goals. This is where we're going. And then I have fun watching them get their different ways. And in the beginning, it was honestly really hard for me to see them fail or to see them not achieve something the same way I did because you kind of hold your breath and hope it works. And then I've learned People are far more capable than we think. They are very, very capable. And it's a matter of teaching as you go. Like that's another thing is as I go, I coach. And so alongside me after a meeting, we'll debrief and we talk through the reason and the why. And this person did this, therefore I said this. This person did this, therefore I said this. And now I learn so much from all of them. We debrief together and I learn their perspective, which has made me a much better leader because they all are very rich with understanding and personal different personalities and different styles, which has really made me grow. 
So instead of thinking, I've got it all figured out, I do have natural leadership. But man, as a leader, I've grown so much by listening to all kinds of different personality types that are around me. And that has really brought me so much joy, first of all, and then so much growth because I go, oh my gosh, I remember this kind of internal processor told me that they do it this way. And so therefore I'm educated because I'm witnessing this situation that I don't relate to because I'm an external processor, but I now see where this person's coming from and I understand their motivation. And so that kind of a lifestyle of really listening to the ones around me has really helped me to grow. And that can even be a weakness. I can get so open to input and feedback. And so I have to know when to close my absorption in the sponge of my heart. Like I have to know when I say I'm not going to soak this up right now because otherwise I, I spent so much energy kind of listening to everyone that it really affects me and I have to pr- process and sort through it all. So I'm learning that and I'm learning, I'm like the other extreme where I love input, but I'm learning that I need to only let it influence me to a certain degree because really ultimately I know what to do. You know what to do. In your gut, you absolutely know what to do. Those instincts don't lie. Vibes don't lie, as my friend Miriam would say. And you know what? It's true. Going with that inner instinct is so important. So I just want to encourage you. I feel like boundaries are important. And if you feel guilty, this is the thing. At the end of the day, if you're completely wiped out and you're exhausted, part of that is good. That means you threw it all on the field. You left everything you had in that day for the game of life. You gave it all. That part's good. The bad part is if other people are just taking from you and you are not wanting to give it, but people are just taking from you, that's just not healthy. And so you're no longer expected to live under that. It's like, do what's truly in your heart to do. And I know we have to do stuff that we don't want to do all the time. That's being responsible. I completely get that. But there's a difference when we allow people to just suck the life out of us because that is really hard. And I have lived decades of my life that way, just letting anybody who who needs me come and emotionally completely take from me. And I just want to encourage you that you don't have to do that. Like that's not what the requirement is to be a good leader, to be a good person. Actually, I'm saying the exact opposite. In order to do the primary things on your life, you have to say no to peripheral things. And a lot of times those sidebar things, other people demand of you are their number one priority for you. A lot of times other people, when they try to come and get you to do something, it's their number one priority. But for you, it's not your priority. It's not the best use of your strength, of your energy, of your time. And it's just not healthy. So that is like setting the people free. Like when I hear that, it's like an amazing, exciting permission to take care of the primary things and to not let ourselves get drained by lesser things. And not that they're lesser, but they are to you. Because if you're saying no to something, that means you're saying yes to something else. And I've read that in a million books. It's true. And I believe it. Right now in my life, I'm very intentionally saving my energy so that I can invest it in other places because that is so important. I feel like me giving myself to the most important things is like the gift that keeps on giving. And I am finally learning that people don't need me. You know, like they think they need you 
And it's like really ultimately they could either figure it out themselves or find somebody else that can help them. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope that this resonates in your heart because it's just one of those things. Being healthy is to stay true to what you're really supposed to do, not what people demand of you. I just want to encourage you, do the primary things. Don't do other people's priorities for your life. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in and I'll be back to talk more soon.